Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we will explore the interesting stories of business executives, entrepreneurs, and industry leaders who are shaking things up and growing their companies. It is time to make some waves. Now, here's your host, Tom Singer. Well, hello, and welcome to Making Waves at Sea Level. I've been doing this podcast now for almost seven years. Can't believe it. In fact, next week will mark seven years since I started the show. We're almost at 700 episodes, two episodes a week. But in all honesty, I've missed several along the way. So if you do math, you're going to say, wait a minute, seven years, you should already be over 700 episodes. Give me a break. Very few podcasts ever get over this many episodes. In fact, 1%, less than 1% of all podcasts have reached that 500 episode mark. So the fact that we're closing in on 700, hey, it's really exciting. So before we get this show started, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. This episode is brought to you by Stanton Chase International, one of the leading global executive search firms serving as trusted advisors to help companies build their senior leadership teams. And if your company is looking to build your senior leadership team, Full disclosure, I work for Stanton Chase International, and I want you to reach out to me because we would like to help you find the right people to move your bus forward. All right, so today we are going to talk to the author of the book, Acoustic Leadership, Develop a Leadership Culture that Resonates. His name is Rick Lozano. Rick, welcome to Making Waves at Sea Level. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for having me. And congrats on the success and the longevity of, of this podcast. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, there's a thing out there called Pod Fade. They say most podcasts die away somewhere between episode seven and, and episode 12. There have been 2.3 million podcasts started over the last decade plus. And yet, recently someone did a survey of how many of those 2.3 million had a new episode last month and it was only like 350 or 400,000 so most podcasts that have been started have died this one keeps living because uh, it's been a great tool for me to meet really interesting people help showcase people like you who are making a difference and it leads to business because people who listen to the show often hire me to speak at their conferences so why would I stop I'm gonna keep doing this show so for those of you who don't know Rick Lozano he is an author a speaker, and a leadership consultant who has over 20 years of experience in the learning and development and training industries. But two years ago, he went full-time. He he left his technology company background and jumped in on this. Even though he'd been speaking for eight years, those of us in the speaking industry, a lot of us start on the side, and eventually, for one of many reasons, you go full-time. So he's been doing this for two years. So, Rick, tell us a little bit about the last two years. What all has happened? Well, first of all, you know, one of the reasons that I decided to go full time was because it just got to the point where I felt like I was cheating on myself. You know, I'd been working for eight years, moonlighting, freelancing on the side, and there was just a lot of opportunity there that I wasn't investing enough time and energy in, while at the same time, I was distracted and not able to do my full-time job completely, giving 100%. And finally, I just had to make a choice, and that's the choice I made. 
And, and yes, I started my own company uh, right before COVID, and we all know how that went. And much like a whole lot of people in our industry, I had to navigate swiftly. Uh, my focus when I did when I started my own company was completely key, keynote focused, and of course that changed immediately. Luckily, I'd been doing virtual training, gosh, for almost 20 years in some way, shape, or form. So I went right back to that. And luckily, that helped me really sort of stay successful during the COVID era. Yeah, I mean, for a lot of people in a lot of industries, but certainly people who worked in the live meetings industry, uh, the the pandemic was a out-of-left-field kick in the teeth. I'm pretty transparent about the fact that I was set up for 2020 after a decade in the speaking business 2020 was going to be my best year ever. And it was kind of exciting. I'll be honest. It kind of fed the ego. It's like, hey, you work hard. 10 years, overnight success. Things are working. And then all of a sudden, everything went to basically zero. So, you know, you got to pivot. You got to find new ways to do things, et cetera. But uh, you have a book called Acoustic Leadership. So let's, let's talk about that. What's the themology of this book? What's it about? So this book is about getting back to essentials. What do we really need from leaders and for people who are developing leaders? And how can we cut through the noisy chaos that exists in our world right now? By the way, that was one of the the benefits to me of, of the COVID era. I actually had a chance to finish the book. It was a project that I started about four years ago, but finalized during the COVID time. And the the principles of acoustic leadership are simplicity, authenticity, and opportunity. And I came from a world of leadership development, and there were all of these mountains of expectations on our leaders. You had to be well-versed in all these gazillion different competencies. You had to know all these different frameworks and models. And I reached a certain point that we were making it harder than it had to be. And so I said, what, what, what can we do? How can we take a new lens on this? And as we've talked, Tom, you know that I'm a musician. And one day it just struck me. I was watching an episode of MTV Unplugged. And something just worked. Something just resonated in those performances. And I said, what is it? Why are all these performances so good? And it was those three things. Simplicity. It was scaled down. It was minimalistic. Focused on the essentials. Authentic. It wasn't the big media stage productions. It was in a close environment. And an opportunity. It was an opportunity for the musicians to do something differently and for the audience to hear something differently. And suddenly in my brain, those three principles connected directly to leadership. Let's make it simple for people to do their best work. Let's develop authentic, trusting relationships, and let's create opportunities for all leaders with or without titles. And and the magic just sprung from there. Nice. Well, I love that simplicity, authenticity, and opportunity sort of trio. I love that a lot. Let's focus in a little bit on the authenticity side, because we live in a world where there's a lot of people who aren't authentic. Let's face it. Yep. I mean, you know, there's, you know, they, they say in the dating world, people get catfished, but we get catfished in business all the time. And we have before there was social media. There's a lot of people who put on a mask and they're one way when they're, you know, talking business. And there's somebody yep. different at the bar. There's somebody different when they're with their family. So why is it important for leaders to number one, be authentic and number two, to cultivate authenticity within their team? Oh, well, first, because if you're not being authentic, people know it. They can smell that crap from a mile away. If you're hiding something, if you're pretending to be something that you're not, ultimately you're just giving people reason not to trust you. And as leaders, relationships and trust are everything. If we're not building trust in ourselves and with the people that we're surrounding ourselves with, 
nothing's going to matter. So we've got to create those authentic relationships. And I think the other thing too is, and Tom, we see this a lot. I mean, especially in our industry, we see people pretending that life is fantastic and I'm uber successful. And you and I know that a lot of these people, COVID beat the shit out of them just like it did you and I. And by the way, thank you. Your authenticity is inspiring. The fact that you are candid about this and said, hey, you know, COVID impacted my business severely that kind of authenticity leads to trust. It leads to further relationships where we're going, Hey, I want to hang out with this guy because he doesn't pretend to be anything, but his true authentic self. So a couple things I, I want to follow up on. First of all, thank you for that, for that compliment. But I find it fascinating how fake it till you make it has become this huge thing in this world for influencers and speakers and YouTubers and everything else, coaches. And I actually watched a thing where somebody was talking about fake it till you make it. And the concept behind this is actually awesome. It's, you know, take on the persona, act as if you're there. It's it's a, it's a mindset thing. But the way it has been sort of bastardized is yeah. now it's go out there and lie, be a fraud, tell people that you're really successful when, you know, you're in the crapola and, you know, people will hire you. So a year ago, like, you know, think about this. A year ago was pre-vaccine. We were still in pretty heavy lockdown. In fact, in October of last year, uh, I went to visit my brother and we, he owns a cabin in Tahoe and he and I were just going to go have kind of bros weekend. One of my brothers, actually another brother came along as well, but his wife said, okay, but Tom has to quarantine for two weeks before flying to California and he has to get tested right before he leaves. And then when my brother got home, he had to live in the basement until he got tested. So that was a common thing. That was my sister-in-law wasn't crazy. That was a common thing of where we were a year ago. Now with many people, not enough people, but many people being vaccinated, we're, we're starting to emerge out. But a year ago during that, we have to put our mindset to where we were a year ago. I was watching a speaker and I won't say who he was, but he was talking about how his best year ever. And he was talking about all these people he was speaking for. And I know him and I called him and I said, okay, I am Yoda. I'm sorry. I am Luke to your Yoda. Cause I wasn't having that type of success. Now I was working and I was doing stuff, but it wasn't highly paid. It wasn't my best year ever. And because we're friends, he confided in me that he had had to sell things that, you know, they had to defer the mortgage and I'm like, but what you're putting out there on LinkedIn is that, you know, you're making more money than you've ever made. He wasn't saying those words, but that was the fake it till you make it mentality. And he goes, oh, he goes, meeting planners want to hire successful people. He goes, if, if you're not saying that you're more successful than you really are, they won't hire you because they'll think you're, you know, horrible. And I'm like, I, I don't want to live that way. And so I made, yeah. I, I made a decision at that time that I was just going to tell people, yeah, it's, it is, you know, I'm getting by, but it sucked. And, yeah. um, you know, I still hear from people in the speaker world that I shouldn't on Clubhouse or on a video or on my podcast yeah. or, or I host the Speakernomics podcast. You know, I shouldn't talk about the fact that business has been tough. Now, business yeah. is getting better and I'm starting yeah. to book things again, but I don't understand why people want to wear a mask and be fake in that area. So when we're talking about authenticity, why do you think people would literally say, I'm going to go out there and lie? Yeah. I think so many people think that that is the key to success. You know, you think about like traditional views of leaders and leadership in general. Oh, they've got to be these perfect, wonderful people. And, you know, they're role models. We, we have this image that we have to live up to. But you know what? That's a lot of work. Trying to pretend something that you're not is just way too much work. And, and you know, when it comes down to it, I, I always try to get to the roots of business. Look, you're wasting money and time. 
If you're pretending to be something that you're not, ultimately, you're going to be found out for it. If you're, for example, as a leader or anyone saying, yes, I know all about this. I've got all the answers. Sooner or later, somebody's going to figure out that you don't. And in the process, you're going to waste time. You're going to waste money. And you're going to erode trust. It makes no sense. Whereas, you know, I was listening to your uh, the, the, the very last Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. You talked about creativity, confidence, and ambition. And again, you have these transparent, candid conversations. And I thought, I like this guy. I want to keep listening to this guy. I want to talk to this guy. Whereas all of those other people who are faking it and not bringing their authentic selves to the table, you know what? I don't have time for them. I don't want to be around those kinds of people because ultimately it's not worth my emotional investment either. So a couple of times now you've mentioned the importance of trust. And one of the things I did during the pandemic is I got certified through the Trust Edge Leadership Institute, which is David Horsehager's company, to be Mm -hmm. able to teach and train and use his 20 years of research around trust. And what he has done is he has broken trust down into eight areas, Uh, clarity, compassion, character, competency, commitment, connection, contribution, and consistency. And what's interesting is I always thought trust was a thing. You know, I talk a lot about in in my work that people are still, even in today's crazy world with social media, people are still going to choose all things to being equal to do business with those who they know they like and they trust. And I've spent a better part of more than a decade teaching people how to get known. Like and trust were sort of these ambiguous things. But now I've spent six months diving in to these pillars of trust. And as it turns out, you know, you can earn trust by doing certain things. And trust is so important to success in business. So what have you found about, because you've said it two or three times, what have you found to be the key to trust in this whole leadership world that you teach? I think it's several things. It's vulnerability-based trust. It's admitting when you don't know, and it's making an effort to really help other people. When I think about a a leader's role, I mean, yes, you've got managers, you've got leaders, and organizationally, the role requirements might be different. But when I think of leaders, I think we need people who inspire people to do their best work and in the process, balance that with results and engagement at work. And when I think about people who inspire people to do their best work, they make the focus on them. They're helping them be successful. And Tom, you know this as much as I do. I'm going to be successful by osmosis if I focus on making other people successful. I learned this, by the way, from you. Uh, when, when I was listening to one of, I think it was the Speakernomics podcast that you do, you talk about the fact that you very, very frequently make it a point to refer other speakers because, you know, and, you know, from a karma perspective, it'll come back to you. But ultimately, because when you do that and when other people know that you're trying to help them, they trust you more and that's going to come back to you. And from an authenticity standpoint, you know, it's so hard, especially in our business, people look up to us and, and I've been speaking in leadership and talent development for, for a long, long time. And one of the things that I think made a difference, my connections with people was because I told them, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. Here's what I do know. And, oh, here's what I'm excited about. And, hey, let's figure out the rest by asking good questions and staying curious. But I don't know everything. And that simple admission, I think, really connected with a lot of people. Absolutely. And going back to what you're saying a second ago about helping others, Zig Ziglar said it the best. And that is, you can have anything you want in this world. If you just make it a habit to help others get what they want in this world. 
So, and by the way, Tom, that's, that's one of the reasons I wrote the book. Um, I had a leader who literally changed the course of my career, changed the course of my life. And it was a leader. It really was simple. He said, Hey, Rick, you're <laughs> I tell this story in the book. It's a much longer story, but the short version is he said, Rick, you're great at three things. I said, really? That's it. He said, yes, you're great at three things. You're a great speaker. You're a great trainer. You're a great musician. Do those three things. And I said, how? And he said, I don't know. Pure freaking magic, man. And he said, seriously, do those things. That's, that's your uniqueness. That's your value that you have to offer the world. And Tom, when I tapped into that musician's lens, suddenly everything changed. And from an authenticity standpoint, when I brought those sides of myself to my work, everything just made sense. Everything just got better. Acoustic leadership, of course, part of the reason the book's doing well is because people are going, hey, this isn't some guy pretending to be something he's not. As a matter of fact, the book, the conversation is just like this. It's a conversation where I'm just forthcoming kind of the way I am now. And I had a choice to make. When I very first started writing the book, I was working with my editor and basically she said, okay, I'm noticing that you're sort of letting your guard down. You're kind of taking this casual attitude. You might want to consider how that works on the professional angle. And ultimately I said, I really don't care because I'm talking about authenticity. How can I write a book about authenticity and not show up like this? (laughs) So, Rick, I've got some more questions for you, and you've got a little song that you're going to play here on the podcast. But before we do that, I have to thank the other sponsor of this episode. So this episode, like all of them, is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. They set you up with the right equipment, training, and guidance to ensure you're going to sound amazing Podfly does all the heavy lifting and that pesky technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing people who are making waves in business like Rick Lozano. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know, I know that many of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. All right, so you can't see this because it's an audio podcast, but I can see him because we're recording via Zoom. Rick has put his guitar over his shoulder. Now, I have to preface this. I don't know what the song is. He did say he was going to sing a song, but Rick is not the first person to ever (laughs) sing a song on this show. The legendary Jim Cathcart, when he was on this show, back when it was called Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do, Jim picked up his guitar and played a song. And I've always told him, you're the only person to do that. And Rick was at lunch with Jim and I the other day, and he heard me say that. So I think that's why the guitar has come out, just to dethrone Jim Cathcart as the only person to ever play guitar on the podcast. Rick, take it away. Okay, first of all, a quick story about Jim Cathcart. I met Jim Cathcart at the NSA Influence Conference in Denver about three years ago. Uh, For your listeners who aren't familiar, that's the National Speakers Association, which is the industry that we're all, organization that we're all a part of. I had no idea who Jim was, but I knew that there was this acoustic jam night going on. And so I showed up at this conference very first time, didn't know anybody. And I walked into this room with my guitar and there was a bunch of people sitting around playing guitar. And so me and Jim, Hey, I'm Rick. Hey, I'm Jim. Had no idea. He was this legend in the industry. And we sit down and we started jamming 
And then later on, somebody came up to me like, wow, do you know who some of these people are? And I said, I know, I, I actually don't. <laughs> and they said, that's like Jim Cathcart and this other guy and this other guy and this other lady. And I was like, cool. All I care about is that we were playing guitar together. And so, so that's my gym story. And, and yeah, we've, we've played music several times together now. So that's a lot of fun. Okay. Here's the thing. I am a musician, singer, songwriter. And like I mentioned earlier, when I brought music to my work, it kind of changed everything for me, but there was this resistance. Um, I considered myself a serious singer songwriter and i've got for example six albums that i've produced some of it's on spot i mean all of it's available wherever you stream it but tom nobody wants to hear that junk because what i'm also really good at is writing these little sort of cheeky songs when i show up and have a lot of fun for whatever reason that resonates with people so i was doing a presentation this last week and at 4 30 in the morning i woke up and I was inspired for some reason. And to the point about authenticity, I was, I've been for the longest time wanting to write a song about LinkedIn. Because as you and I know, people show up on LinkedIn, not necessarily being their full selves. And then you get these messages and people say, oh, hey, Rick, I'd love to connect. And then as soon as you do, the sales pitch happens. So I took some of the exact things that people were saying. And at 4.30 in the morning, I woke up inspired. And Tom, this is only the second time I've ever played this song. So if I screw up, that's because I'm still figuring it out. But this is based off LinkedIn, and it's a song called I'd Love to Connect. Hey there, Rick. I'd love to connect. No, you don't know me. We've never met, but based on your profile, you seem to be someone who should be connecting with me. As a full-servant investment banking firm, we are approached directly by middle market buyers actively looking for acquisition targets in your area. Are you open to a brief five to ten minute call? there, Rick. Do you have some time? In just 20 minutes, I'm sure that you'll find our B2B solution cuts through the mess and directly enables your business success. I work for an investment firm and we just launched a new accelerator program that helps early stage companies get to market better, faster, and cheaper. Let's talk. And then, of course, when you don't respond, respond, Things get a little dark. Hey there, Rick. You have yet to reply. I'm following up as I'm curious why. Unlimited success, phenomenal fee. You really should be connecting with me. Don't you want to be successful? No, here's the thing. Your approach is all wrong. Almost like something in a parody song. I'm not even remotely a fit. Did you look at my bio? Do you give a shit? You didn't even try to figure out who I am. Your message is headed directly to spam. Hey, meeting planner. My name is Rick. 
I'm a dynamic speaker who might do the trick at your zoology conference in Orlando next fall. Would it make sense if we jumped on a call? Hey there, Rick. I'd love to connect. For the second time only, Tom. Okay, so that was so awesome that whether you approve it or not, I'm clipping that video and putting it on my uh, on my LinkedIn because that was beautiful. So, yes. so this is why we record backup just in case I get a second edition ever of a song that I can put out there. That was that was beautiful. So, Rick, you gave us a little bit of it as you you led into it. Why the music as part of your speaking? You know, part of it is, of course, because that's a part of who I am and what I do. But here's the thing. And, and I see this in so many places. There's all this information. We live in a world of infinite and infinitely accessible information. You want to know about anything? You Google it. We have all of this stuff available to us, a click away. But information without emotion means nothing. Information without emotion means nothing. And to me, music is the source of emotion. It's the source of connection. It generates emotion and it, it connects people in a way that nothing else can. And, and I was thinking about this just recently because this is a true story, by the way. Uh, I, I referred a friend of ours, Courtney Clark. Uh, I refer, referred a friend of ours to uh, another person for work. And that person is somebody that I met through a concert. And this particular person is somebody that is completely diametrically opposed in terms of ideologies to myself. We're on different sides of the political spectrum and whatnot, but we met at a concert and we've got this bond, this connection. Now this friendship where we're like, we don't care about the other stuff. We're connected through music. And and that's kind of the power of music. And you know, that is a great reminder because we live in this world where, you know, everybody wants to be in the bubble. You know, they, they say that, that many of younger people have no friends. They won't keep friends. They won't date somebody. Uh, they won't go to concerts with people who don't share every single belief. And, and I think that holds us back. I think, you know, being around diversity, whether that means you know, race, religion, gender, age, political belief, there's so many ways that we can slice that pie. I think we become better people and find more opportunities when we can be okay to that. And finding something that you share in common actually brings the world together. So I love that analogy of music. So Rick, as we wrap this up, can you give us like just a couple of little tips on what leaders can do to unlock that potential in their team and make some waves in their business. This is so important. Where are people spending their time? What work are we doing? And is it the right work? You know, we hear so often people are like, oh, leaders are concerned. We don't have enough headcount. We don't have enough budget. We don't have enough time. And, And I agree. That's a legitimate challenge. But I always ask this question right back and say, what are, what are you doing with the talent you already have? And when we do a really close examination, we find, hey, when people are leaving, attrition causes are often due to opportunity. They don't see an opportunity to move up. So the question is, what can we do to help them develop their talent where they are? What work can we take off the table so that we can do the work that actually adds the most value but at the same time utilizes and helps people realize their talent and potential. Let's identify the work that makes the biggest difference because there's a lot of stuff we're doing that ain't working. So Rick, if somebody listened to this and they're planning a meeting and they want a musical speaker, or if somebody wants to find out more about the book or they just need to find you because they're like, no, we have to work with him with our team. How do people find Rick Lozano? 
Thank you. That's a great question. RickLozano.com. R-I-C-K-L-O-Z-A-N-O.com. Also available on LinkedIn or just about any of the social uh, channels. And uh, yeah, Acoustic Leadership is the name of the book. It's on Amazon or wherever else you want to take a look at it. And I'd love to connect. <laughs> See what <you're> <laughs> Awesome. Well, like I said, even though you weren't looking at the camera, you didn't know I was going to post it. You can't stop me. I'm posting that puppy on LinkedIn before the day is over. Uh, this this episode will go up very soon. I'm moving it to the top of the list. It'll be the next episode to post. So Rick Lozano, thank you for being here. Thank you to everybody who tuned in and listened to Making Waves at Sea Level. You know, I say it every week. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we do the show? We do the show so that you can be exposed to people like Rick who are shaking things up and making waves. So uh, if you like the show, go leave one of those reviews on Apple or wherever you get your podcast love, because like everybody else, my ego gets stroked by a five-star review. But more importantly, go tell a friend. Send the link to somebody, because when I meet somebody who listens to the show, they always say, oh, my sister gave it to me, or my boss said this was a good episode, and now I'm hooked. So make sure you check that out. Uh, again, you can find everything about me at TomSinger.com. That's T-H-O-M-S-I-N-G-E-R.com. We'll be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody just as cool as Rick Lozano, and you're thinking, what? How will you ever find anybody that cool? Probably going to be another couple years till anybody plays guitar, but they'll be just as cool because we do it every single time. So go out there, flex your business muscles, make some waves, make sure you're doing the right thing that strikes your heart the right way in business. And while you're doing all that, go out there and have some fun. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Making Waves at Sea Level podcast. Without your listening to these in-depth conversations, there would be no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter and Instagram at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.